Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, this is Mike Prince with the Open Mic Broadcast Network. I'm actually going to try to see if I can call Bay South a little bit earlier than anticipated for our call. We have a scheduled call of, uh, I think, uh, 10 o'clock, about 15 minutes or so early. I'm going to try to call him now. Okay, are you there, sir? I am here. Okay, very good. Uh, and we're basically going to talk about the uh, opening weekend that you guys had victorious over UCLA and, of course, the uh, historical matchup between uh, Texas A&M Prairie View and just touch a little bit on some of the guys on, on your roster that looks okay. like a, a, a stellar roster. So we're ready to go in three, two, one. And, yes, I have been able to track down the infamous voice of the Texas A&M Aggies, none other than the legendary Mr. Dave South. How are you doing this day, sir? Oh, I'm thankful, and I appreciate you having us on and wanting to talk to us. Uh, well, you know what? I, I'm thankful to be able to uh, have you in my Rolodex and you answer the call, and uh, what an honor and a pleasure it is to, to be able to speak with a person that has put in such a, a, a yeoman's work in this world of sports broadcasting. And just for those who might not be familiar with who Mr. Dave South is, just uh, let the uh, listeners know how long you've been uh, doing this, and in particular for the Aggies. Well, I did my uh, first college game uh, in 1970. And so this coming up would obviously be year number 46 at the college level, done high school games prior to that. And then uh, with A&M, I joined uh, the A&M Radio Network back in 1985. So this is going to be year number 31. I feel like I've really been blessed in that relationship with, uh, with Texas A&M. Prior to that, uh, I worked for a network, and we weren't assigned to a particular team. We just did uh, various games. I might do Texas A&M and Rice one week and could very well do, uh, I don't know, um, the next one. Probably could be it could have been uh, SMU and Baylor. They just floated us around. We were not assigned to just one team. 
So you ended up uh, being the permanent fixture, if you will, in 1985 for the Aggies. And uh, ironic about that year, that's the year I graduated high school, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel old. <laughs> well, no, 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 you're not old. You've just gotten better. You've just gotten yeah, better. You know, <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, with longevity comes blessings, and, and um, you and, and, and I have had these off uh records conversations, if you will, on just how important it is uh, to have that personal connection with the Lord and uh, no shame in discussing that. And uh, it's just a blessing to be able to do what we do. Is that not correct? Oh, it is. You know, God has blessed me. If uh, you could have seen uh, the the background that I came from, we, we didn't have a whole lot, but I never realized we didn't have a whole lot because everybody around us had about the same thing we had. I we literally, uh, when I was uh, growing up, lived with my grandparents for a while uh, because my parents just couldn't take me. And then when I finally moved in with my parents, I li- we literally lived in the shotgun shack. It was about uh, 12 feet wide. And it was about 20 feet long. It had two rooms in it. Uh, it had a, the living room also doubled as a bedroom. Uh, there was a kitchen. And uh, right by the uh, kitchen window there on one side by the kitchen table was my bed. That's where I slept. So um, you know, as I look back on that again, I, we did—I didn't think that we didn't have anything because we didn't have anything to compare it to. And I was—I uh, was blessed with uh, a, a good mother and a good father and good grandparents. And then, as time went by, Dad started to get uh, more work, uh, and things started to improve. So, and then, uh, you know, as I look back on my 31 years at Texas A&M, God blessed me in that relationship. I've had an opportunity to meet a lot of really good people. Um, and um, and make friends a, a, a lot of them, and so um, you know I, it's just been a, it has been a real blessing. Uh, you like to enjoy what you do, and, and God certainly has done that for me in my life because I really do enjoy what I get to do. Well, you can tell in the work that you do, and I just consider the honor and the blessing uh, that I could call your friend, and I appreciate you making time out for this uh, uh, impromptu, if you will, uh, phone interview as we lead to a historical event. Uh, that's going to take uh, on between Texas A&M and Purview. But we'll step into that just a little bit. Uh, you guys come off of a very impressive win over number 16 UCLA to open up your 2016 campaign. Uh, you look like you want to run away with this thing for a minute. Then things kind of uh, fluttered, but then you regroup in overtime to pull out the victory. Uh, recap that from your version. Well, last night we we do a, a Tuesday night radio show um, at a restaurant here in College Station that we broadcast on the radio network. Um, and come, someone comes and uh, there's a there's a good crowd there. They all come in, have a little barbecue, and enjoy some Aggie football talk. Uh, but he basically said last night as he was talking about the, that fourth quarter when things started to turn a little bit is that he felt like perhaps that we kind of put it on cruise control, that the team thought it was well in hand, uh, and that everything was okay, and we were going to walk out of there with a uh, you know a, a double figure win. Uh, but obviously UCLA had different thoughts on that, and they started coming back. That was a good quarterback, no doubt about it. That Rosen is likely going to be a, a, a I would say you know maybe a top ten draft choice out of that first round whenever he decides to become eligible and place himself in the draft. But um, all of a sudden uh, they started coming back, and we had our hands full, and we were fortunate then to win it. I think we gained, regained our confidence and kind of had a wake-up call there when they came back and tied it. And now we got a little bit of a dogfight going on. 
from trying to win that game. And certainly we uh, we played well in the overtime. Got down to a fourth down play. We thought we had scored on a third down play, uh, but there and uh, there was a review on it. Uh, but they could not determine whether or not our running back had, uh, or maybe it might have been uh, Trevor on that, but anyway, whether his knee went down or not. Um, and so they marked the ball short of the goal line. So on fourth down, uh, we elected to not to kick a field goal, but to go for it. Trevor Knight, our, our quarterback, uh, who's a transfer from Oklahoma, sprinted out to the left side and scored. And then we had a great play on a pass that went right to the goal line on their fourth down. They were trying to tie it to send it to a second overtime period, and Justin Evans, one of our DBs, made a great play on that. He had a Justin Evans was the defensive uh, back of the week in the SEC. He might have been the defensive player of the week, but they announced that yesterday, and uh, he did have a super game. But he made a play on the ball. He knocked it away, and uh, that uh, gave us the, the final score then of 31 to 24. Had they made that, they would have had to kick an extra point or maybe even gone for two to try to win it right there. But that'll, we'll never know because we win the ball game and uh, it was a, a dog fight. Uh, I thought we played well on defense. We've uh, found a couple of really good running backs out of that game in Travion Williams and uh, uh, Keith Ford, who's a transfer from OU. And um, as always, we have good receivers and those guys had stellar games as well. So, you know, pretty excited about what I saw in that first game, and I think the fans are too. Um, and we look forward to the rest of this season, and of course, it, uh, the rest of that season continues on Saturday here at Kyle Field. Yeah, it's going to be a brunch uh, kickoff, 11 a.m. <laughs> kickoff, uh, where you'll be taking on the Panthers, who opened up their season with the open rival, uh, beating Texas Southern by the score of 29-25 in a seven-hour broadcast, two lightning delays. But then after seven hours, finally got a chance to put that one in the books. And uh, we're listening uh, to Coach Summerlin's uh, press conference. Um, he, was, he was a little concerned about the early start. They're saying when most upsets happen, they're early in the seasons and they're early games. And he says it's going to be challenging the guys mentally in their approach to the game. Usually they have a four-hour pregame uh, breakfast or pregame meal. And so now things are going to be changed a little bit. With your years of experience of seeing all of this unfold, how do you see this possibly being the perfect storm uh, for the Panthers this week? Well, I mean, and I agree with him. Uh, yeah, there was a coach that uh, for a long time was they played at Rice. As a matter of fact, coach at Rice, and I think finished his career at Lamar. And that coach's name was Ray Albert. And one of the things you got to make clear is that um, – when they give scholarships and they pay the coaches, they're serious about playing the game. And so, um, you know, we, we have, both teams need to be ready to play. Uh, and um, Prairie View will come in there absolutely with nothing to lose, and you know they're going to be fired up. Um, and uh, if we have any sluggishness, uh, they'll take advantage of that. And all of a sudden at halftime, you find yourself in a dogfight. And if you allow anybody that you're playing to stay in the game when you're expected to win, you let them stay in until halftime, well, they go into that locker room and, and the old confidence factor really starts to go up. And, you know, the coach can say, you see what we've just done in the first half, let's go back out there and repeat that in the second half and let's play uh, Let's play a little bit better defense and let's see if we can win this thing. So, yeah, the early starts have loomed poorly for teams that are favored because you're getting to play at home. We like playing at Kyle Field in front of our fans. So uh, I think we, uh, we better be ready and uh, don't let the 11 o'clock start time 
um, fool anybody that, uh, and, and not to take Prairie View lightly because uh, they'll come in and they're, they're, they're the ambition and uh, everything they want, they want to win this ball game. And, and, uh, and they'll be ready to play, and we better be ready to play too. Well, absolutely. Uh, there were three major upsets on last week to start off this 2016 college campaign, and Burview is definitely primed to try to make this one at number four. And with that being said, um, when historically, especially about the last four to five years, A&M has gotten off to a great start, winning their first game of the season over a, a top 20, 25 opponent, but then ha- kind of starts fluttering towards the end of the season. So is it safe to assume that the jury is still kind of out on this 2016 team? Um, I, you know, I have to wait and see. Um, I, I, my deal is on, on all of this is this. Uh, I think until we've played two or three games, I think that's true for anybody. Um, I'm one of those people that doesn't believe in preseason polls. Um, how can uh, Texas not be ranked at all, and all of a sudden I think they come in at number 11 in the second week? Well, <laughs> how do you figure that? I mean, if they weren't ranked at all and now you're number 11, that doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't put much stock in preseason polls. There's too many unknowns about a season. Uh, for instance, I mean, we're playing a freshman running back, Travion Williams. We've got a transfer running back in Keith Ford. Uh, we've got a, a, a transfer quarterback who's playing uh, for the first time in, I, I guess they said, 19 months. And uh, so that's almost two years that he hasn't played. All of a sudden he's in there. But uh, everybody's in the same boat. You've got some players that you don't know how well they're going to perform or not going to perform. Um, you know, Rosen's a good quarterback, but uh, what happened to Rosen in that game um, is that uh, we had him back on his heels most of the game. He was sacked five times and had seven quarterback hurries. Now, he still, he still did some things. I don't take that away from him. But he had to deal with something that he perhaps had not dealt with all of last year, and that was the pressure that we can apply to a quarterback. Um, and uh, last year for the entire year, he was only sacked 14 times. Well, we sacked him five times in the game on Saturday. So that was uh, that was instrumental and key to the, the way we performed. So I don't know that early in the year that you can figure anything. I think polls ought to come out when the, when the BCS poll comes out in October. That's the first true reflection, in my opinion, of what the season's doing and what's going on. Um, Tennessee had a struggle against, I guess it was Troy that they played. There were some other people that had struggles. I don't know if, you know, Wisconsin and and, um, and LSU played there at Lambeau Field. Uh, and Wisconsin, uh, you know, in a, in a tight ball game, ended up winning that one. So, anyway, um, what I'm saying is just bottom line, let's play some games and let's see who's who and what's what. Now, you know it wouldn't be fun if you didn't have these uh, controversial polls. Now, you know that's all yeah. part of the Well, field. you know, that's all for, and it's for the fans. And, but, again, I, I, I'm going to pay attention to the BCS when it comes out in October. And the fans, that gives them something to talk about coming into the season. Now, you did make mention of what I consider to be the absolute strength of this Aggies team, and that's the defense led by that uh, formidable defensive line. You want to go into detail about those guys up front? Yeah, I think uh, we've got what, uh, and John Chavis, who's our, our DC, has made the comment that these are the two best defensive ends in the country. You've got Deshaun Hall on one side, number 10, and you have Miles Garrett on the other side, number 15. 
and then you've got Hardrick Walker, you've got J- uh, Jacoby and uh, uh, Henderson, you've got all of these guys out there, um, and there's some depth behind them. Uh, Kingsley Kiki is one of the guys they'll play up front there, um, and he's good. Daylon Mack is another one, so there's depth. That defensive line is good. I think, too, that our linebackers uh, performed a little bit better than what we thought. I think those three linebackers that started, Richard Moore, uh, number seven, and then uh, we got a, a Laka back. Latara Laka is back after missing most of last year. He's at that middle linebacker spot. And then on the other side, the, the other outside linebacker uh, is Sean Washington. And I think they played well. And they have just a little depth behind them as well. Claude George uh, provides some depth there. Uh, and then in the secondary, this secondary, I'm going to tell you what, they'll hit you. You better you better come and uh, be ready to play because if you're not, you're going to be, uh, you know, packing up and going home in a hurry because they will, they, they are, this is a good secondary. Um, and so, and there's depth there as well. We can play a lot of people in the secondary. Uh, well, you may, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You may no, mention about uh, Justin Evans and the big week that he had. As yeah. a matter of fact, named defensive back of the week out of the SEC. Uh, speak what he brings to the table for that defensive secondary. Well, he brings uh, – he's a, a heads-up guy. Uh, you know, he, I think he's a student of the game, and that's part of, uh, of what you want. You want a guy that understands what uh, what's being taught and what's being coached, and he does that. Uh, and he's made uh, – you know, he made two uh, – I guess he had two interceptions and made that play at the goal line. But uh, he brings some experience back to that secondary and some leadership. Uh, Donovan Wilson's another one that's back there. Uh, Nick Harvey. Uh, Nick Harvey is another good one you like. And Armani Watts. I, I kind of call him the rock cap because it reminds me of uh, I was out hiking one time in West Texas. And I saw this mountain lion. He was jumping from rock to rock. And he was <laughs> after something. Uh, he was he had it. Uh, he was about to, to jump on something over there and have lunch. And he kind of and Armani kind of reminds me of that rock cap because he's all over the place and he's on the prowl. And he's yeah, he's got some prey out there. He's looking for it. Well, you speaking of prey, and and kind of leads into it. Uh, the Aggies have have been almost at a loss for words, if you will, uh, since the departure of Johnny Manziel at the quarterback's position. And with this transfer, uh, Trevor from Oklahoma, uh, how is this shaping out right now? And and Summerlin has been known as to be a quarterback guru. Uh, how do you shape this thing since life after uh, Manziel at the quarterback position? Well, you know, there was some controversy at the quarterback position last year um, and even uh, the year before. Um, you know, we've had some folks that uh, collected to leave, and, you know, that's fine. If you don't want to be here, then you need to go somewhere else and play. You're either in anything that we do in life, whether it's what you and I do uh, in working uh, and doing these broadcasts, or it's a guy who's on a football team, or it's the guy that works, uh, you know, at the bank as a loan officer, and, and uh, they've got certain rules to follow. Uh, the bottom line is you're either all in or you're all out. And if you're going to be on my team and we're going to work together, I need for you to you know, express yourself when you see something that you think needs to be changed. If we elect not to change it, then you need to either go along or get along. And uh, I think you need to be all in and all out. And that's certainly true with a football team because you can have two or three guys in the locker room that are causing some problems and saying some things, and it gets disruptive. Uh, And those that are trying to lead are trying to to do it in a positive way. And I think some of these times, sometimes, 
that uh, some of these people on any team, if they're not all in, then they're, you know, you need to be all out. Um, and I think that's what we've got in, in Trevor Knight right now. This guy came in and immediately took over in the locker room uh, and uh, provided some leadership. Um, and so that's, I think that's his greatest strength past being a good football player. And you have good leadership on the team. You've got a pretty good chance to win. And I think we have that on both sides of the ball. Well, it's going to be a very uh, historical event, first time ever that these two institutions have locked up on the gridiron. They've done it on the baseball diamond. They've done it on the hardwood. But for the first time in history of the 140-year existence of both institutions, they'll get together at Kyle Stadium, or Kyle Field, I should say, home of the 12th man, as the Panthers and the Aggies will get together now, with you having 31 years at the helm, uh, being the voice of the Aggies, from your vantage point, what is the impact and the significance of this meeting? Well, you know what? It's our sister school. We're all in the same system together. Uh, and I think this is kind of a, a celebration between both schools uh, with the building of their new stadium down there. And obviously, they had a great year last year. What did you all win the last seven in a row? Yes, sir. Uh, Eight and two overall, nine yeah. and two if you ask Coach Simmons. <laughs> well, and, and I, I think that um, you know, I, from that standpoint, we, we played in other sports now. We played basketball, um, and I'm, I can't remember. I think we played some baseball down yes, there, but that'll be our very first time to, to play out there on the, on the football field. And uh, I, I think it ought to be a great time of uh, number one family. Um, let's hope that uh, there's good sportsmanship shown on both sides. Let's also pray that uh, there's not any injuries and that um, we come out of that and we shake hands and then we go forward. Both are great institutions where you can get a great education. Um, and um, when the game's over, the game's over. But while the game's being played, let's go out there and support our teams. And um, I know in our media guide, I went, you know, I made sure that we had never played before any 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 time. And uh, it says first meeting. So in the future, when you go to the alphabetical order of all the schools that we have played, there will be prayer, a prairie view from 2016, uh, and that the Aggies and uh, the Panthers got together on the football field. So I think, you know, it, we're all going to be a part of a little history since this is the first time for the first two there. Now, the, the band has been here before. I don't know how many people remember this, but uh, when we were still in the Southwest Conference, um, SMU started playing football again, and they came down to Kyle Field to play um, a uh, game, and uh, they did not bring their band. And so uh, I think our athletic director at that time, I believe it was Wally Groff, Wally called down to Prairie View and said if they wanted to come up and uh, they wanted to march. And uh, they and so I, I think we provided the buses for them, uh, meals, and um got them up there, and uh, they marched at halftime. And we're going to, you know, as much as anything, we're going to hope to see a good football game. And then I know we're going to see a great halftime because it's two distinctly different types of approaches to uh, to, to football bands. So uh, we'll see the Aggie band and its military style, and we'll see the, the great performance that, that, that we saw. And I don't know what year it was, but we saw a tremendous performance by the Prairie View band when they came up and, uh, and, and marched at the halftime of that SMU game. So I'm looking forward to that. Don't leave the stands at halftime. Stay out there and watch both bands. Oh, it's going to be something of uh, venture. And if you're going back to SMU, I believe SMU football returned in 1982, I want to say, and that might be a lot. This would have been in the – well, no, it was later than that. 
Um, this would have, because we played SMU uh, 85, somewhere in there, because Jackie Sherrill was the head coach. But this would have been somewhere in the late 80s. But they, they resumed football in the early 90s. And, That's like 92. Uh, I said 82. It was 92 when they resumed yeah, football. Yeah. I'm sorry. And so, uh, well, anyway, then they, we invited the preview band to come whenever uh, SMU said they weren't bringing their band. Okay. So anyway, the, the, so we've seen we've seen that before. And the, you know, so this won't be the first performance for Prairie View at Kyle Field. It will be the first team, uh, football team's first meeting at Kyle, the first time they had a chance to play at Kyle Field. Well, it should be a day of remembering. And, of course, being uh, the voice of the Panthers, I'm going to be pulling for the purple and gold. You've been the voice of the Aggies. We're going to be pulling for the maroon and white. But the bottom line is, as you stated, that no one comes out with any significant injuries and family, fun, and friends get to embrace on a wonderful day at Kyle Field on an early brunch kickoff at 11 a.m. Brother South, I want to thank you so much. As always, another stellar job. And we appreciate you taking time out to chat with us as we get ready for this week's eventual or historical event. Well, I'm truly honored that you asked me to come on. That that really means a lot to me. Thank you very much, my friend. And we will get that kickoff at 11 a.m. on KPVU 91.3 FM. And how will they be able to listen to the Aggie broadcast? Oh, on, on uh, here locally? Yes, sir. Oh, on WTAW, it'll be at 1620. 1620. Well, I'm Dr. Prince. He is Mr. Dave South. Thank you all so much. Be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side. Very good, my friend. And all right. Thanks for having me on, and I'll see you uh, Saturday. Okay. Um, what i got to do real quickly, if you got time, uh, go through a couple of names of challenge. Yes, yes I will. Challenge. Okay. Right. And I'm going to start. Uh, is number 17, Alex Caesar. These are correct. Okay. And you have number 20, Okiki. Is that it? Number 20. On the defensive back. He's on the depth chart. I don't remember. He is. Let me get back here to that. My last page, when you know it. 20. Well, I'm at a loss right now. Okay. 20 is not in the depth chart. 20 is not on the depth chart. Okay. No. Okay. And let's see. That's Kendall Bussey, number 25. Bussey, he did not play, and I don't know if he's going to play this year, but uh, you might leave him on there, but it is Bussey. Okay. I'm looking here. Um, Got King number eighty eight that offense and the defensive line is Kingsley Kiki. Okay. Uh, number thirty eight. Number thirty eight, Jordan. Thirty eight? Yeah. Is. On the uh linebacker, he's a different uh linebacker. Number thirty eight, Magus or something. It's... No, oh no, he doesn't play. Okay, he does not play. No, and that's, that's, sure. that's a good thing then. <laughs> I want to have to stop and think real quick because he left and now he's come back. Mastro Giovanni. Mastro Giovanni. Okay. Mas- Mastro Giovanni. Giovanni. Mastro Giovanni. Okay. Um, and I don't, he did not play last week and I don't, I don't know if they're going to play him. I have no idea. You might, 
he's not on my he's not in my depth chart. Uh, the another guy you might add is Tyrell Dodson, number twenty five. He wasn't on the depth chart. Right. But right. um And what about front, number fifty two? Number fifty two, Justin Defensive Lineman. He's an offensive lineman? No, defensive lineman. He's not on the depth chart. I don't know who that is. Okay, he's not on the depth chart. Okay, I think we're just about uh, Jeremy uh, Icklemore. What number is he? 72. Offensive tackle lineman. He is not in the depth chart. He's not in the depth chart. Let me make sure. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, I'll leave you talking about that. I had to get to the other page. All right, that is Ella Munor. Ella Munor. Ella Munor. Okay. Ella. Ella Munor. Okay. And then 65 is Genesee. 65 is? Genesee. Genesee, yes, sir. I, I remember that from the word Hennessy, Genesee. I figured that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, you got number 22, running back. Number 22. You got a possibility of playing. Clifford Chatterman? Clifford no, Chatterman? No, this is number 22 on the He's a running back. He is Kwame Etway. Oh, Kwame Etway. 22. Okay, number 22. And then um, need to look at number 19. Okay. That's Tabuyo. Tabuyo? Yeah, Tabuyo. 19. Tabuyo. All right, and 15. Okay. Is Ayanacho. Ayanacho? Yeah. It's like I am a nacho, I am nacho. <laughs> um, 15. I oh nacho. Gotcha. Okay. And is then um, the quarterback number 10, the backup quarterback is Kubanak. Kubanak? Okay. okay, Hubenak. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the punter is Krapuka, 46, Krapuka. Krapuka. Yeah. Okay. 46. Krapuka. Krapuka. Then uh, look at number 82 on the offense. He's a, a wide receiver. And his last name is Niederhofer. Niederhofer. It's 82. Niederhofer. Niederhofer. Okay. I don't see anything else on here that might give you a problem. Hmm. No, I don't think so. I think everything else is pretty pretty simple. Okay. But if you have any questions, you can either call me back or you can come over and see me. I'll get in the booth about, we're going to go on the air at 10. 
I'll get in the booth about nine o'clock. I'll be up there about nine or eight thirty. Yeah, I plan I plan to be there as well about nine. Now, would you happen to be able to have your depth chart on a digital format to email? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you know what? I can. I've got it. No, I don't either. No, I don't have it on. I, I, it's just it's in a it's in a, it's in InDesign, so I don't have it. Okay. Okay. I can uh, I can run down. You want me to run down here real quick? Let, uh, let me do. Let me do this. Let me give you the numbers on yeah. the defense. You ready? Yes, this sir. is the defensive line. Okay. And it goes from one defensive end to the other defensive end. So okay. 15 is a defensive end. Okay. 98 is a defensive tackle. Okay. 92 is a defensive tackle. Okay. 10 is a defensive end. Okay. All right. Backing them up. 40 is a defensive end. Okay. 5 is a defensive tackle. Okay. 88 is a defensive tackle. Okay. 9 is a defensive end. Got you. 99 is a defensive end. Okay. And 13 is a defensive tackle. Got you. The linebackers, 33 is the weak side. 23? No, 33. 33. Now, 42 is the middle, and 7 is the strong side. Okay. The backup linebackers, oh, there is a name here I need to tell you about. Right now, uh, his number is 45, but he also doubles as the 12th man. So if you see somebody, they'll come in and tell you who the 12th man is before the game. But on the chart right now, he's number 45. And his last name is Gillespie. 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 Okay. 31 is a middle linebacker, and 16 is a strong side linebacker. Got you. All right. Also put down 25 as a linebacker, and he likely would play one of the outside spots, but I don't know. Okay. Okay. The secondary is this. The left corner is one. Okay. The free safety is 23. Strong Mm -hmm. safety is 14. Okay. The right corner is 24. Gotcha. The nickel is six. Okay. All right. The backups at those positions, 27 is the left corner. Okay. 18 is a free safety. Mm-hmm. Six also doubles up as a strong safety. Gotcha. And 19 is a right corner. Okay. The backup nickel is four. Okay. And the other guys in the secondary with the potential to play are 21, mm-hmm. 22, and 17. Okay. Okay. On the offensive side, the starters on the offensive line. I'm left ready. tackle sixty five. Mm-hmm. Left guard seventy six. Okay. Center sixty four. Mm-hmm. Seventy right guard. Okay. And then seventy two the right tackle. Okay. All right, the backups. Starting left, going to right. Okay. 75. Mm-hmm. 
77. Mm-hmm. 55. Okay. 78. Okay. And then 50. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, Christian Kirk will be a starter. And okay. the number three will be a wide receiver. Okay. Four will be a wide receiver. Okay. Nine will be a wide receiver. Ricky Seals. Yeah. And 11 is a wide receiver. The other wide receivers that have the chance to play are 2, 13, 15, 16, 18, 19, and 82. Okay. We have two tight ends who also will line up as blocking backs, and they call that the H-back. Okay. 86 and 89. 86 and 89. Yeah. The three running backs you'll see for sure are 5, 7, and 20. 5, 7, and 20. Yes, sir. Yeah. On extra points and field goals, it will be 36. Okay. Kickoffs will be handled by 34. Okay. The punter will be 46. Got you. You just need to watch for the kick return people. Evans would be one, number 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, uh, Kirk would be one. Okay. And then on uh, those kickoffs, let me go back to that page here real quick. Um, and so that's the kick returns on those guys. On punt returns, get back to that page, uh, one and three likely would be punt returns. But just, you just have to watch it because they change those guys out a lot. Right, right, right. Understood, understood. Well, this is a great. Did you need our depth chart, or you pretty much got it already? Well, what I got was what they sent me on. Yeah, um, I was going to say that's pretty much it. Okay. Hey, have they put out a new release uh, this week yet? Mm, uh, they put out a release yesterday. Um, I, what I can do is I can forward what I what they've sent out uh, to an email. Well, hang on a sec. Let me go back online here. I'm right in front of my. Let's see if I can get to it because I got the last week's. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me hit save. All right. Uh, nope, that's not what I wanted. Hang on just a second. I'm gonna get to history here. Hang on, I'm just kind of slow. Any notes? I got it. It's here now. Okay, very good. Thank you so much, my brother. All right, God bless you. Well, be blessed, and we'll see you on Saturday. Okay, have a safe trip up. Thank you, sir. All right, bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.